We are back, but not just like I said we'd be back. This is an emergency podcast for For the Glory KC. You just heard our intro music, Write It Like You Mean It, by Christian Leo. I am Chad Smith, one of the editors of thebluetestament.com. And as always, I'm with my wife, the natural, Sheena Smith. Sheena, what's up? Hey, Chad. Uh, not much. I was just minding my own business. And then you said emergency podcast time. And here we are. Here we are. So the emergency is, uh, well, probably not an emergency, but it's just, I don't know. It's lighting me on fire. Uh, news came out tonight. This is Friday night. This is the cool things we do on a Friday night. Of uh, R- Cristiano Ronaldo, ever heard of him? Uh, one of the best soccer players in the world being linked to Sporting Kansas City. Uh, he just officially had his deal announced with Al Nassar earlier today and the whole Saudi Arabia thing we talked about earlier in the week. But Taylor Twelman, you guys probably know Taylor Twelman. He's a commentator for ESPN, former MLS player. He came out with just <laughs> the wildest stuff. I, I can't even put my head around it. But uh, what he said is that, quote, multiple MLS teams inquired about Ronaldo and his future, but one team was already at the table, Sporting KC. Their offer was so compelling that Ronaldo's team had multiple meetings with SKC before taking the Saudi deal. The package, wages, commercial, was said to be, quote, very close. Then we go on to get confirmation from Tom Bogert, MLS insider, saying sources can confirm Sporting KC were the MLS team that came closest to signing Cristiano Ronaldo. Talks ongoing for weeks. It was a real possibility. Package was very good. Plans were being made to make it happen. SKC had his discovery rights, i.e. the path to sign him, wild. And then finally, local reporter Daniel Sperry from the Kansas City Star said, not that Taylor Twelman needs confirming, but I can confirm this. According to a source, Sporting Kansas City was one of the final few teams in consideration to land Ronaldo before he signed with Al Nassar today. Wow. Sheena, what were your immediate thoughts when... Well, basically, when I started reading my Slack, uh, (laughs) when we were sitting on the couch hanging out. Yeah, I have a hard time believing that. I don't feel like sporting ever signs big stars and big contracts. So it feels far-fetched to me, but several sources have confirmed it. So it must have been true. I... I don't know. I I don't even know how it would have compared to the Saudi Arabia deal that he signed. Yeah, there's rumors of that being worth up to $200 million, or maybe that was pounds, actually. I'm not even sure. Currency exchange rates and all that good stuff. Yeah, I'll tell you, my immediate reaction was, this is probably some nonsense rumor that like is from some poor source. Because all that happened was in our Slack, one of our newest writers, Nathan, big shout out to Nathan Jowers, who got the story up super quick tonight. Uh, He says, is anyone going to write about this Ronaldo close to joining Sporting KC? And my reaction to him was, ha ha, what? (laughs) Like, I just didn't think it was real. Uh, So then he, he drops the link in there from Tom Bogert and from Taylor Twelman. And then immediately I get on Twitter. I see what's going on. And Sheena, I don't know if I told you this, but Sporting KC co-owner Rob Heineman retweeted Twelman's initial tweet, which to me is confirmation that this was real. This almost happened. Yeah, that to me also feels like you're confirming without actually confirming. Yeah. And I mean, the fact that Sperry got another source inside of Sporting Kansas City to confirm it, that seems 
it just seems pretty pretty plausible that this was real which i i just i can't i put i tweeted just a bunch of mind blow emojis because i didn't i don't know how to process it i didn't know what to say i just my brain is still processing that's why i thought hey let's just react to this thing live on the internet because you know that's what people do i guess right i guess well you do i don't no, if I do. That's true. We still haven't given out your Twitter handle. We'll see if you build your way up to wanting to share that with everybody. But okay, so I'll, I'll keep kind of sharing I uh, don't my immediate tweet, after. So. That's true. And you definitely don't tweet about soccer, at least not yet. Although uh, you like tweets, so you wouldn't be that hard to find if people went to look for you. Um, I sometimes so, comment on your stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. So I went around my house because, again, this is a nepotism podcast. And I talked to my 10-year-old daughter and I read her the Taylor Twelman tweet. And she's like, Ronaldo's coming to Sporting KC. This kid does not care about soccer. Like she knows Alex Morgan and she knows a few players on Sporting KC. But she knows Ronaldo. One of her little friends is like her favorite player is Ronaldo. And I was like, no, he's not coming. But it apparently was like in the works. So like everybody knows this this is going to be such a big story even though it didn't happen just the ambition of ownership willing to spend that kind of money you said hey sporting doesn't spend this kind of money that there was the alan Polito signing is the biggest signing in the history of the team and it was you know nine and a half ten million something like that to go sign him not to plus another you know 2.2 million in salary every year but this is something else i you're like you said the package in saudi arabia is so huge what in the world could the package have been from Sporting KC to be close? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it would have been, which is ultimately probably why he didn't go with Sporting. It's even interesting to me. I don't know what other MLS teams were interested, but it's crazy to me that Sporting had the best deal out of all the MLS teams or was one of the considerations. So I would be curious to know what other teams were interested, what those potential deals had looked like. And I wonder like what interest he really had coming into the MLS or was it like we always say, was it used for leverage to get like a better deal with Saudi Arabia? And that could very well have been the case. So I mentioned when we went through those Bogart quoted discovery rights. So MLS has a bunch of weird rules and discovery rights is one of them. And I forget the number. I think you can claim like seven players on your discovery list. But teams go around and put players like Ronaldo and Messi and whoever on their discovery list. So that essentially MLS gives those teams first rights to sign a player. I think it's meant because MLS is a single entity. It's like one big overarching thing, even though there's technically owners of the individual teams to keep the owners from competing with each other for players. But like if Ronaldo wanted to come and he wanted to go to a different city, like absolutely sporting would have just traded those rights to another team and MLS would have made it work. Cause we've seen it in the past. Uh, speaking of, you know, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, right? Oh, yeah. Good old Zlatan. Zlatan, I said, yeah. <laughs> I never said his name correctly. Well, uh, Sporting actually had his discovery rights back in the day. Uh, I'm going to quote Peter Vermees here. It said, Ibrahimovic, we, actually, we had actually, through someone in our club, talked to his agent, but the financials were just something we couldn't have and wouldn't have done at the time. So that was before he came to the LA Galaxy. Sporting actually seemed to, I think they owned his discovery rights. That might not be accurate, but they definitely were like trying to make that move. Uh, I have a story on the Blue Testament, kind of like one of those like throwback Thursdays. Hey, did you know <laughs> back in 2019, River Mises is talking about this. I'm always fascinated when he gives a good 
like a good bit of information like that. So I can't wait to hear from Vermees on this. Preseason opens in a week. I wonder if anybody's going to ask Peter about Ronaldo. If only you were going to be in Phoenix, you could ask him. Well, preseason commences here in Kansas City. Oh, but I don't know if there'll week. be. Yeah, I don't know if there'll be any open media availability or not. But usually, we get some time with him. Sadly, this is the time last year where we found out Polito was out for the year. So I, I imagine we'll get some time with Peter, even if it's just over a Zoom. But um, wow. Got to be on that call. Going to have to take time off at work. They'll be like, sorry, work. I need these hours off to go do this important thing. Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, It won't be the first time I've requested time off work to do soccer things. I I take my real paid job to do my fake, basically unpaid job. So um, so a few other things I wanted to talk about. And then we just kind of free flow and see what's going on out in the world right now. But um, the immediate reactions to most of sporting KC soccer Twitter was how hilarious would it be when Peter Vermees benches Ronaldo because he is notoriously known as kind of like a complainer and not necessarily like working hard, especially defensively. And Peter acts a lot out of his wingers right before we came on the podcast, Sheena said, Hey, what position does Ronaldo play? You know, cause he, we know him, right. But you, if you don't yeah. pay attention, you might not know what he does. So he does primarily line up at the left wing spot, although he does play some center forward at times as well. That's kind of where he was playing for Portugal, his national team during the world cup, but he got benched in the world cup. I don't know if you saw that. Didn't he cry? I'm, I'm sure he cried. A lot of people cry when they get eliminated. I think he probably cried when he got eliminated because that was probably his last chance. He's 37 years old. So that's yeah. a whole other thing, right? You're bringing a 37-year-old man to MLS if he would have signed. Um, what's interesting to me, and I mentioned this to you on the last pod, and you said, oh, fascinating bit of information. Uh, I did. Ronaldo, <laughs> you've already forgotten. Ronaldo yeah. is Daniel Shallowy's favorite player. Um, yeah, that was a fun fact I said. Yeah, so he plays the same position as Shallowy, though. So how interesting would it have been if he brought him on and then you know lost his job to Ronaldo or got benched and was playing over Ronaldo because Ronaldo got benched and Shallowy was actually you know putting in the defensive effort and things like that weird dynamics right I guess uh, would you even be upset if you got benched because your idol took your spot I'm sure he'd be amazed just to share a locker room with him yeah I have a question for you though Sheena do you know what number Christian Cristiano Ronaldo wears No, because I feel like the only times I've seen him, he's taking his shirt off. Oh, I bet. You're just tweeting these pictures with his shirt off. No, no. You know what? My problem with him is this is just like a side note. I don't find him attractive because he is like missing a neck. Like his his, His neck has so many muscles, it just goes yeah straight up. No, I know. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know his number because I don't feel like I see him with a shirt on frequently okay, is it 13 so, no it's not 13 so uh you know how daniel shallowy sometimes refers 21 no no, no. Oh. <laughs> as, as ds20 have you heard shallowy refer to himself as ds20 or people refer not. to him as ds20 no. well it's because cristiano ronaldo refers to himself as cr7 his number is seven who wears seven on sporting kc uh johnny russell johnny russell so uh mike coon one of my colleagues on the blue testament he said how much money would Ronaldo have had to give Russell to get the number seven off of him? Because, you know, he's got all this branding and marketing around the number seven. He would have to wear the number seven. 
And if you're Johnny, you know that this guy just got who knows how much money, like I'm sure it would have come out because it had been a crazy number uh, <laughs> that you got, you got to get some money off the man to give up your number. Not that it's going to be an issue, but I think it was a interesting and fun conversation, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you guess so. <laughs> Gina, you don't feel as excited about this sporting KC well, news Well, wouldn't it have been more exciting if he did sign? I don't. Well, of course. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is a lot of people are like, oh, dodged a bullet. Don't really want Ronaldo on my team. And I think what it comes down to is that uh, people are like Camp Ronaldo or Camp Messi, right? But realistically, if you can get somebody like Ronaldo, you get somebody like Ronaldo. But he just weaseled his way out of Manchester United because he wasn't a good teammate and he wasn't performing. You know, father time catches up with everyone, right? But in MLS, I'm sure he would have been banging in goals and making things happen. And I'm sure it brought drama and it made my job as sitting in the press conference room very interesting, right? Getting to be on Zooms with Ronaldo. I just... I. Mind is still, I don't even, I still can't process. I'm just falling all over myself here. I I know you're like more excited about this than most things in life. I can, I compare this to the time we went to Legoland and you were really excited about Legoland. <laughs> oh, that's such a good shout. I knew you were going there too. Because I know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's funny is like for all you outsiders that don't, you know, live in the Smith household and get to <laughs> hang out with us. Um, <laughs> although we'll totally hang out with you um, is we'll go on vacations or we'll go to restaurants and we'll go do things. And Sheena will be like, Oh, how was it? And I'll be like, well, you know, it was fine. It was okay. Like I, I don't get like super high and I also don't get super low, which I don't know, that could be a bad thing, I guess, but it also feels like a good thing avoiding the lows. But I do distinctly remember going to Legoland and being like, look at these awesome Legos of star Wars they built. And I was even amazed by like Lego Las Vegas and stuff like that. But I was, particularly blown away by like the custom star wars lego setup things that they had done because i'm i'm a giant star wars nerd y'all can't see us we're on video with each other but uh in the background behind me is i don't know a few hundred star wars funko pops sitting on some shelves i'll have to take a picture sometime and like put it on the internet probably 200 yeah you guys don't want to know how much money has been invested in this i'll have my daughter count them she loves to like count weird things like this she's been trying to convince me to start a tiktok dedicated to star wars funko pops I, i'm not a tiktok <laughs> person but i maybe i'll do an instagram or something like that i know how to reuse instagram i'm not too old quite yet for that yeah <laughs> oh, i was go gonna ahead. just add that going back to legoland that's the only time my mom has seen chad super excited in life and she references it all the time the only other time she thinks she'd see him equally as happy in life is if uh, he went to Star Wars land at Disneyland or Disney World, or apparently this Ronaldo potential signing. Like, if only she was here right now to hear how excited you are. <laughs> uh, I just think, I don't know, I'm still in that initial like shock phase. and It's like good shock for once, right? There's been a lot of kind of like negative bad news. And we've talked about it here on the podcast with people passing away on that note. I, I have to mention the the sad passing of Pele. Sheena just learned yeah. who Pele was a few days ago and now, <laughs> and now he's passed away, but we've, we've had so much negative news around Pele and Grant Wall and the NWSL, NWSL PA like scandals and things like that. It's just nice to have, something fun to talk about even if it didn't isn't gonna happen didn't happen whatever like oh it's so much fun okay (laughs) also i do want to clarify that i did know who pele was i just didn't realize i knew who he was 
I had been following since he had been entered into hospice. I just didn't realize he was the same person we were talking about the other night. Fair enough. That's fair. Yeah. I know that <laughs> there's a lot of things to hold on to around here, right? Uh, so I figure there's a few other uh, things I wanted to share. And then, you know, if you think of more things you want to talk about, uh, we okay. can do that. But um, <laughs> I, I saw a lot of like pretty funny tweets. They're probably still coming out as I'm talking away here. Uh, Mike McGrew, one of my favorite followers on Twitter, at Zavatastic. Oh, sorry, Mike. Uh, he put, can you imagine, I honestly can't imagine CR7 rolling past the Nebraska Furniture Mart into CMP <laughs> to have Johnny Russell yell at him for being mm-hmm. late. Yeah, see, it's a good one. Uh, Zach, mm-hmm. uh, Zach Cobb, who is former like leader of the Cauldron, he put, he's no Agata. <laughs> no context, no nothing. You just have to know the timing of when it came out. Ooh, another one from Mike McGrew. Mike yeah, is one of my favorite followers on Twitter. Two good Mikes to follow on Twitter. Uh, but Mike said, in some alternate universe, the September 9th match with Sporting Kansas City at Inter-Miami would have been the most watched MLS game in history oh, by yeah. a factor of, what, 50? Because obviously Messi was linked to Miami and they're still holding on to hope that they get in. It's not official yet. Maybe, uh, maybe sporting has his discovery rights too. Um, but then obviously Ronaldo versus Messi in an MLS stadium, ironically yeah. like in, in Fort Lauderdale and like a temporary stadium that they built there. Cause they still don't have their, their main home built. Like they'd oh, have to move that game. That. Yeah. They'd have to move that game to like the Dolphins like, stadium or yeah. something like that. I was thinking the same thing. That was actually another thing that I saw a bunch of people on Twitter say that uh, Sporting couldn't play in Children's Mercy Park this year if they signed Ronaldo. Like, how much money yeah. would they leave on the table? The the capacity is like 19000 and change. You put some standing room, you can get it over 2021 maybe. But, like, how much money's on the table? You're going to have to move to Arrowhead, play as many games as possible in that stadium just to, to kind of capitalize. And, and you probably never really get the money back but it's like a, you're building your brand you're bringing awareness to it you're yeah. creating future fans maybe you create the demand for a 30 or 35,000 seat stadium instead of a you know 20-ish thousand seat stadium oh I can't even imagine I guess well and with um Arrowhead at least like you could in theory play a bunch of games there because of when football season starts not towards the end of the season you'd need to Maybe you go play in KU Stadium. Sure. I'm like I don't know. I, I feel like they would have a big football stadium. I've never been. I'm I, just thinking of other, or yeah, I'm just thinking of other places. May, could you play in the Royal Stadium? I don't know. Could you convert convert that to a baseball field or a soccer field? <laughs> yes, oh I think gosh. it's already a baseball field. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've got grand plans here. You go on a whirlwind tour of the Midwest, all the big stadiums. Oh, you, you have home games everywhere. You go to Columbia, play a game at Faro Field or whatever they call Mizzou Stadium. Now it might not be Faro Field anymore. My apologies. I'm a Mizzou fan. I should know. I don't know KU Stadium or capacity because I am a Mizzou fan, as I mentioned there. Uh, but yeah, why why wouldn't you play a game there? And the Chiefs would probably do everything they could to accommodate it. Remember, Patrick Mahomes is a co-owner of Sporting KC. That's true. I can't believe you couldn't make that magic happen. Well, who knows? Uh, other people were coming up with other names of, of players that Sporting can go get and try to use uh, Mahomes and his his influence. Uh, I know you don't know this name, but Antoine Griezmann, he's on the French national team. Uh, he, he said that Patrick Mahomes is his favorite 
player. So I think you, if you can get yourself Griezmann, he can play on the wing. He can play attacking midfield. He could shoot. He could probably play wherever the heck you need him to play for as much money as he would be getting. But uh, <laughs> just going through and I'm reading more tweets while I read tweets and look for something funny. Sheena, what else is running through your mind right now other than how excited I am? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't really know. I feel like I don't know a whole lot about Ronaldo outside of the fact I don't care for his neck muscles. Um, <laughs> and I think he has like a bunch of kids. Like I know random stuff about him. I don't know anything. Obviously, I know he's a really good soccer player, but uh, it would have been interesting. Whoever said the the Miami game with if um, Inter Miami had gotten messy, that would have been pretty epic. Do you know if those two have ever played against each other before? Like, I I don't know. Have Ronaldo and Messi played against each other before? I'm assuming yes, based on your reaction. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, a few times. Um, so, uh, Sheena, this is where, this is our dynamic, right? You're like casual fan. Like, you're a little more than casual, obviously, about sporting KC. And I'm getting you to that level with the KC current. But um, yes, they've played each other a few times. Uh, Ronaldo <laughs> played for Real Madrid for many, many years, and Messi played for Barcelona. And they're in, both in La Liga oh, in the Spanish top yes. flight. Okay. So they they play two games every regular season together. I believe they've played in those like international champions cups games, those like preseason friendlies we were talking about before, where they come yeah. to America. I think they did a that uh, I believe it's called El Clasico, the classic, right? Between those two teams, they play such important games, and you know they're. Yes. To shorten the answer, yes, they've played each other before. Okay. Uh, admittedly, I don't know a ton about other soccer either because I'm like, I always tell people, I remember we were at uh, Media Day. I don't know if this was last year or the year before, but Bailey Sparks, he was like on the in the SKC Academy and he was playing for SKC2 or maybe going to play for SKC2 at the time. And he was out training with the first team during Media Day. And I pointed out and everybody's like, who the hell is Bailey Sparks? And I was like, you guys don't know him? I was like, I could probably name the starting lineup on the Sporting KC U19s, but I don't know who's playing, like who's leading the Premier League or La Liga or the Bundesliga or whatever. I just, I don't pay attention to some of these other leagues who won Champions League. I don't know, but who's on Sporting KC's U15s? Yeah, I got my eye on that. I'm trying to figure that stuff out. I want to see who the future of Sporting Kansas City is. I'm all in on this Kansas City soccer experiment, football experiment, if you will, but uh, not so much much on the rest of the world so don't feel bad Sheena while I know a little bit more than you on that stuff I barely know anything so <laughs> I basically only know sporting and even that's sketchy at times so yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just scrolling through looking for tweets here um, Nathan who wrote this story and brought this story to our attention he tweeted a few days ago uh, this meme, come on, do something. And it's a little man poking a stick and he had the Sporting KC logo on there. And then he says, sorry, forgive me. <laughs> like they were clearly trying to do something. I like that. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a good that's quote. That's funny. <laughs> but um, any final thoughts on this emergency podcast that I just had to have on a wild Friday night? I'm speechless. I mean, it's uh, not often I'm speechless, but yeah, I... I don't know. I mean, it didn't happen. So I'm, I'm sorry that you don't get to see Ronaldo, but even yeah, the idea think, of it having happened. Is I know you're very excited about it. I wonder, I would love to know if people are just as excited as you are, or are they wondering why this was an emergency podcast? Like I kind of am. <laughs> 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 oh 
man. So, so okay, I'll ask you one last question because okay. I think you said I'm blown away like 20 times. I can't even yeah. put my head around it. If you um, guys haven't learned yet, Chad's mind has been blown if he didn't make that clear. So so knowing that he plays left wing and center forward, and let's be honest, he could probably play on the right wing if you need him to as well. And knowing the front three for sporting is basically Shallowy, Russell, and then either Polito or Agata in the middle, who do you bench to start Ronaldo? Or do you start Ronaldo? Does he come off the bench as the most expensive player in sporting Kansas City history? Yeah, I think he comes off the bench because... He, to me, based on what you've said about kind of his work ethic, to me, he has something to prove. He needs to show he's fully in on the team and not just, you know, coming in thinking just because he signed this huge contract that he gets to take Russell's position, Polito, Shallowy. Like he needs to earn it and he needs to build that trust within the team now, that's what I think. Would that actually happen? No, if you're paying somebody that much, like you definitely should be starting them. But I would hope that it, knowing, you know, what I've just learned about his performance and his um, team morale and being kind of a whiny baby, it sounds like, <laughs> um, that he would need to prove that. Because it seems like sporting, the players have like a good connection with each other like they're traveling together on their time off so um it would have been an interesting dynamic to see how he fit in um, especially if he was going to be taking one of the starters positions like i feel like that could have ruffled somebody's feather yeah that's I, a I saying can't... right did i say yeah, that ruffled right? feathers yeah you actually okay. nailed that one yes. instead of your usual made-up expressions that yeah you <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine he wouldn't start right off the bat. But I think what would be funny is that like Vermees suddenly learns how to use subs. He takes him off at half, you know, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to the bench for Shallowy or something. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, again, just it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to talk about, I think, for days, weeks. Uh, people will be looking really back on weeks? this day. Oh, I think so. Like maybe, you know, we're not going to dedicate this much time to it, but uh, I think it'll keep coming up. It'll be like these stories that you refer back to and go, remember that time when Sporting almost signed Cristiano Ronaldo? Or like when they lose a game, well, we wouldn't be losing if we'd have got Ronaldo, you know, things like that will be coming up. Or or when they win, they'll be like, imagine how much better they'd have been with Ronaldo or we don't need Ronaldo. (laughs) It's going to keep coming up, Sheena. it will not go away. People will be finding out for days, weeks. I think some people kind of tune out during the off season. So this will get them to tune in. I have a feeling. <laughs> this podcast or this news? Oh, I, yeah. Let's definitely for the glory. Casey is the one that's going to get them to tune in. No, the news. The news. <laughs> I know. Right. I was just kidding with you. <laughs> Maybe we'll break some records. Maybe we'll get our listens up to a, a new high here. <laughs> so if this is the first time you're listening to us, uh, go follow us on social media <laughs> at For the Glory KC. We can be found on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can email us at ForTheGloryKC at gmail.com. I put at at the beginning, but you don't need to put at at the beginning of an email. That doesn't make sense. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayFor90. Uh, a couple more tweets I want to read to you really quick. My boy Mike McGrew again, he said, Had they signed Sporting CR7, I think people would finally stop referring to this club as Sporting Kansas. That is an annoyance I have to make people aware. Oh, yeah, that is annoying. Yeah. I think people think it's um, like they think it's like Kansas City is not a city, like the name of the city. 
but like how there's teams with city in their title, you know, Manchester city, stuff like that. I think they think that's all this is, but no, Kansas city is the city for all of you other people listening. You would be surprised how many people are surprised. And when I do trainings with people at my company where they're surprised that Kansas city is in two different States. So I think outside of the Midwest, people don't even realize that Kansas city goes into Missouri and in Kansas and it's mostly in Missouri, right? It is, yeah. it is bizarre and different and weird, but we're awesome. Get over it. I'll leave it on this this last quote here. Uh, is from, it Mike? It's not Mike again. I did okay. quote Mike three times. <laughs> I wrote a, I wrote an article about who to follow on Twitter, and I listed Mike, and you can see why. He's, he's clever. He's a funny man. Uh, but this quote is from Callum Williams. She needs, do you know who Callum Williams is? I mean, it sounds like a golf brand, but I'm assuming he... <laughs> I'm assuming like, like Callaway. <laughs> yeah, but I'm assuming it's somebody in the soccer world that's a writer. Uh, you close. He is someone in the soccer world. He is the announcer for Minnesota United, but he used to be um, the announcer for Sporting KC. You know, I think you've told me that when we've seen Minnesota play Sporting. Yeah, I, there you go. I think you've spouted that out a time or two. <laughs> well, well, Callum says, "quote I I now have an image of Ronaldo hanging out at Kelly's." eating way too much Q39 and living in some extravagant house in Overland Park or Mission Hills or something. Amazing that such a deal was considered. Casey has come a long way since the CAB days, the Community America Ballpark, when they used to play in what is now called Legends Field uh, next door to Children's Mercy Park. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The baseball team. Yes, he was calling The Monarchs. Yep, you got it, though. We're the Monarchs player. used to be the T-Bones. So on that note, thank you all for joining us for this emergency. <laughs> Definitely an emergency. Friday night. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I, think this, I think this podcast just shows what kind of life we don't have and that we probably need friends. Yeah, we, we've only been in Kansas City for a year and a half, so we need some more friends. But thank you all for joining us <laughs> for the Glory Thanks. KC. <laughs> We will see. We'll be back in our regular time next week. Emergency pod isn't going to stop us. We'll have another podcast out by Thursday. There might be some more news on this Ronaldo stuff. And uh, I think we're going to have a guest that's going to come on the pod with us as well. So we'll see what... That's exciting. A little little tease. A little tease. So thank you all again for (laughs) the glory, Casey. See you next time. Bye.